So uh, I totally kidnapped Jason because I tend to do that. <laughs> well, I think this is a perfect topic for us to both talk about here because I, I, I think we're going through different flavors of the same thing. Well, tell me what your what your big setback is right now. So yeah, mine is to do with my leg. Um, this is an injury. I've now injured it for the third time in the past 18 months. The first time I was stretching my leg, I was swinging my leg back and forth like a pendulum and I was wearing sandals. This heel of the sandal caught the ground as I was bringing it down, hyperextended it, twisted all in the same motion did a whole lot of damage. I was on crutches for three months, went through really extensive physio and um, was doing so much better than last November, um, 10 months after the initial injury, I was walking, was walking on some pavement, thought I was stepping on solid ground. I was stepping on some leaves. Little did I know there was a six inch drop right underneath it. And I hyperextended my knee again and apparently twisted it. And, um, I, it was diagnosed as an MCL sprain and a hamstring strain, but while I was doing physio for it, this is where the most recent setback comes in. Um, I was, what was I going to say? Yeah, I was doing physio for it all these months. And then just this past week, I guess it was about a week ago now, um, a week and a half ago, um, I don't know what happened, but I just completely uh, re-aggravated the entire thing. And it turns out it wasn't just an MCL sprain. I, uh, had some torn meniscus in there. So quite painful. I've been on crutches now for the past week. It's slowly getting better, I think, but yeah, just frustrating after such a, I don't even know, injuring myself, doing physio, injuring myself, walking. I don't even have a cool story to tell with at all. Unfortunately, I wish it was, you know, saving a bunch of children or, Something like that. I'll I'll cook up a story to tell people, but yeah. I, I start like an entire line of like shirts and things called what happened. And it was like I'm always hurting myself in like these very extreme ways doing nothing. <laughs> I'm sort of, like explaining like I tried to get out of bed and I have a dislocated leg now. So I like started contests on social media was like explain what happened. It's like it's aliens or I was wrestling a bear or <laughs> Like it's, it's just so ridiculous to try to explain these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you, you have, um, you've experienced what I've experienced in a more extreme way, because that is the very nature of your condition. I mean, you injure yourself, you have dislocations through activities that other people considered you know. activities and quotations since like yeah. pointing at something like oh that, that's my finger over that way yeah yeah um so you you were um where were we um oh god we're gonna have so much fun today i'm like, yeah <laughs> I'm I, I just <laughs> so many pills right now and i'm also getting electrocuted while we're talking <laughs> oh lovely lovely uh-huh. yeah I, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's why I called this meeting. <laughs> so so tell me what, what's going on on your end. Oh, uh, well, I have like, I was really having a hard day yesterday, as you found out when you wanted to talk about something that you needed to talk about. And I, I kidnapped you. Um, I, uh, so with Ehlers-Danlos, there's like nothing that can be done, basically, except like physical therapy and painkillers um, and H-Wave. Oh, huh, fun. Um 
So there's a thing called the Muldowney method. And it's the only like protocol for what I have. And it's this very intensive physical therapy. It can take anywhere from like one year to two years to complete all 20 things. Uh, it's like these stages, right? And it's like this really intensive core work of like your stomach muscles. And then it goes outward. And I've like, done research on it. And like, people will talk about how like they are no longer in painkillers or they don't use wheelchairs anymore. So it's like this really big motivation to do this, but it kind of falls in line with like a lot of extreme things of like, if you just do it right, maybe this miracle can happen for you. And it's a really long process. So it's like, you're going to be investing a lot in this time, money, um, intense physical pain, and it's all the things that perfectionists like me loves in that you get to check off boxes. Like you're doing it. You did it. Yay. You did it. Yay. And um, there's this promised reward at the end, possibly not promised, but you're like, that's, that's the goal. And I'm really good at like pushing through towards goals. <laughs> and um, yeah, that can get really problematic in this process. And uh, I started like, kind of chronicling this journey because there's a lot of very unrealistic expectations out there. So like some people are much younger than I am who are on the protocol that just sort of breeze through it and it all goes great. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to like kind of chronicle what this is like, and it's making me face some things I don't like very much about myself. And I had a massive setback and I was so proud of myself. Like I breezed through the first level and you go in 10 second increments. So you do like four exercises and then you try to get to three minutes. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. I was like pumped. And, um, I ended up dislocating my tibia twice in front of my PT while showing him how great I was at doing these exercises. Ooh. So I had gotten to level two. I was all proud of myself. And I was like, yes, I've got all the way. Like I'm doing 10 seconds each day. And he's so great. Like Ben is awesome. He's like, that's not the point. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> Will you stop competing against yourself? This is not, <laughs> this is not a win situation. Like I'd rather you use all this focus on perfect form and only do five then do like two minutes of 30 seconds and then you're in bed for like a month and so yeah it was just it's a huge setback I'm I had gotten to two minutes and 30 seconds and I'm back to like one again and I was like oh, you know man. when you play like do you play shoots and ladders up like have you seen that game like, no is that is that the same thing as snake wait yeah. snakes and ladders same, yeah, same, it's thing? The same thing um so it's like you know you yeah and then you got that like last thing and you're like all the way back at the beginning yeah yeah so what what's going through your mind right now you just had this i mean you're making this progress and now suddenly you've fallen down i guess you've fallen down the, the is it the snake that makes oh, you drop quite literally down? like yeah. <laughs> um and like in the dark minutes it's kind of like i'm a total failure like i just like i failed at getting better and that comes with a whole bunch of guilt because it's like if I do this it's not just like okay this affects me it affects my entire family like if I can get well enough that I can work again I was like you know I made more than my husband used to make when I was working so like you know help us out financially if I could work it would help my kids out if I could go for walks with them <laughs> you know like there's all these things that I could take off my husband's shoulders because he does like 80% of the housework so if I was better and feeling better I could do those things or when we move we could look at houses with stairs you know like there's 
there's it's not like a zero sum when it's you know there's all these things that people would like from you and not that any of them are putting pressure on me it's entirely self-driven and self-torture but it's it's kind of a lot of like oh but if I and now it's like well if I wasn't an idiot I wouldn't have fallen down the ladder too like I can get myself on guilt on like a 360 like no problem it's um yeah so it's just I was kind of frustrated with it all I was curious how because you've had some like you know we've all all us hosts have been like really sick before it's like and then these like slides backwards are so weird like especially when you start doing better and you start gaslighting yourself like maybe I wasn't that sick or maybe you know maybe I could do better maybe if I just pushed myself I could have you know done better and then these like backslides are like half this sort of like okay you were right you're you are gaslighting yourself you are that sick and then the other side is like but yeah it's so tough I mean I I think what's common with all of us um, is that we all hold ourselves to such high standards. We all want to be perfect and we're upset with ourselves if we're not completely perfect, <laughs> which I'm, I'm just thinking 10 minutes ago, I was like, oh, do I really need my crutches to go up the stairs? Can I just try without it? My God, yes. <laughs> and I, I got up one flight of stairs and I'm like, Oh no, now now my leg hurts. So maybe not a good idea. And now it's giving me a, a bit of pain as I'm sitting here. But yeah, there's and you know, there there is that like inner frustration. It's very hard to um to combat. And I think every every setback, I, I don't I don't know what what's your experience? Like, do you find because you've been living with a chronic illness for so many years, so much longer than I have. Um, do you find that setbacks get easier to cope with over time or harder or the same? Maybe if I was a better sick person, <laughs> do this better. I mean, I could do disability better. <laughs> um, and I find them harder. It was yeah. easier. Um, it was like, I, I think I was more hopeful and less bitchy when I was younger. <laughs> um, now it's just... <sighs> I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Like I've, I've had to change careers probably about five times in my life because I got sick and couldn't keep doing what I was doing. Um, so it's like each setback is like, okay, what am I going to have to give up now? Yeah. And if I don't fight really hard for this, maybe I won't have to give up more things. And then I fight really hard for this and then I get hurt and I get a setback still. Like it's such a weird, like snake eating its tail. Like I don't, I still don't know how to walk that that tightrope and I I'm getting better at giving up things I think that's the one thing that age has helped with is like I'm not as um dig my heels into the sand on like mobility aids as I used to be <laughs> I still do like your, your crutches story just like I, I didn't mean to laugh at you it's just that I've done that so many times because I hate making anyone uncomfortable or put out so yeah. there's so many times I won't use my wheelchair because I don't want to put everyone out like with planning things or that it takes all this time and wait to like put my wheelchair together. So I'm like, Oh no, I can do it. Spoiler, like, I can't. You feel like a burden just needing yeah. that accommodation. Yeah. And then like, when you have that setback, it's like, okay, so I'm more of a burden now than I was even before I started this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 
really hard. My mom was supposed to go up north with my dad uh, this week to do a little bit of work at her cottage. And now because I, you know, had this re-injury, now she's staying around in the city. Now I, I'm hopeful that it's not too severe and I will be able to get some independence back. But yeah, it is, uh, that part is really tough. Um, yeah, I forget where I was going with that. I know, but I'm hoping you get those smart crutches because it hurts me every time I see you using regular crutches. I'm like, oh no, shoulders, hands, ow. I know, I know. Crutches are one of the stupidest inventions. The this type of crutch. Yeah, no, is. the smart yeah. did you get the, the link I sent you for smart canes? I did. I did. <laughs> now there is still a part of me that is like, uh, do I need to get crutches or will I be okay in like two days? Can I tough this out a little bit more? Oh. My God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's the other thing about like the setbacks is like, okay, so how long is the setback going to be for, and how much do I need to invest in the setback? Like, do I need to quit my job level setback? Do I need to step back from things I'm passionate about? Do I need to buy mobility aids? Is that worth the investment? Like, there's yeah. It sets off a domino effect of anxiety too, which for me makes my condition worse just in itself. Like just my pain level spike when I become more anxious. So it's, it's weird how setbacks I find um, so something that I, that's been common in my setbacks has been that I have the setback, I get a little bit worse, but then I even get worse from there because I'm anxious about it. And there's all this pent up frustration. So I spend about a week, like just drowning in a bit of self pity, which I think I'm slowly getting over now before I start to level out and start going up again. It's yeah. I wish it was easier. I wish there was a way around that. I don't know how to separate stuff. Like my worth as a human is not wrapped up in my ability to produce and do like, you know, so with these setbacks, it's like, okay, so I'm even further away from being useful or helpful or, or the kind of person I want to be or the kind of mom I want to be or the kind of friend. Like it's, it's so hard. And my disorders, at least how I process my disorder is I almost have this muscle memory of being able to walk. So even if my leg is like right now, my leg is twisted so bad. Like my kneecap is over on the side of my leg right now. And my tibia is pointing the other way right now. So it's like this weird, like thing that no one should be able to stand on. You should not be able to stand on that. And I can, I, I was up at my, um, my art studio, which is just up this little like hill thing. And I was like, oh, I can do that today. It's fine. Do I need to bring a cane with me? No, I'll even bring the wolf with me. That'll be, that'll be great. No worries. <laughs> and like, I got down to the house and I was in chills, like, and it's hot here right now. It's like 80 degrees and I had goosebumps and I thought I was going to throw up and I was like really woozy. And my son was talking about something and I couldn't like wrap my brain around everything he was trying to say. And then like, I, I was holding something and I almost dropped it and it like, I couldn't stand up anymore. And I was like, what the wrong? So I got into bed and my leg was twisted. It was like this weird muscle memory that I could like walk and stand. <laughs> and so like, somehow this mind over matter thing happened to make everything so much worse <laughs> because I like had convinced myself I could stand and walk when I was just in shock. <laughs> 
So it's so interesting how, like, as you were talking about that, there were some other sensory inputs that you were able to, that um, you were able to notice that, oh, this is weird. I can't pay attention to my son. This is weird that I, you know, I'm struggling to do this, but the pain itself doesn't kick in or it's something you're not consciously aware of right away. Am I right with that? You're, you're not wrong. Like pain is almost the last thing I'll feel when I'm in pain. Like if, yeah. if it's a really severe reaction, like, like my arm is on the other side. Like I've had like this arm go to here, like in the middle of my chest, like just complete twist around. And it just doesn't register as pain at first. It's like, this feels weird. It's like this weird, deep nausea. And then like, just saying your body goes, nope, wrong. Something's really, really wrong. And then you get like, I get really cold. I get chills. I, I get really like, you know, unfocused, which is hard to notice because I'm very unfocused in general, but it's a kind of like an intense level. I'm also on high levels of painkillers all the time. So it's, it's generally hard to, like, if I feel the pain, it's pretty bad, but I think shock is a pretty intense thing that, that works out well. I've managed to finish like a half mile hike with a completely dislocated leg. Wow. Like there just wasn't an option. It was like, so there's no cavalry coming in. I think the shock will probably last for at least a half hour. I think we can do that. <laughs> like, oh, no. I was in bed for three months after that, but like, like this weird muscle memory, like I could, like I could walk on it. Like it was a limp and it looked really like Igory, but <laughs> it did get me to the car. <laughs> oh, that sounds so incredibly painful. I mean, I don't know if that's like normal for people with other stainless. I'd love to hear in the comments if anyone else is this stupid. Um, but like most of my life was training to be like that as a ballerina. So you could be bleeding through your toe shoes. You're going to smile. Like I had like stress fractures from my shins all the way up to my hips. And I still was dancing three times a day. Like just, it was like this whole like devoid of like pain goes into a bento box over here <laughs> and this thing you need to do is over here no, yeah, gain, I, like, no, I, no gain yeah yeah no I worked the, almost the entire time I was in labor I was like still working while I was in labor like I just didn't stop it was and like, I mean okay, this is happening but I'm doing this so I'll deal with this when we get closer to needing to deal with this yeah that that also gets into maternity leave issues I mean thank you United States yeah. 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 I was back at work when my daughter was, I think she was like six days old when I went back to work. Wow. I mean, because who would need more time than that after giving birth to a living human being? Really? Yeah. 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 That yeah. she's very cute at work. Unfortunately, like she got to come with me to work. So she's oh. very, very cute. And Everyone appreciated having a mascot around. So that was, that was darling, but yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's a whole nother issue. Um, but yeah, I don't know if like other people are good at like just bento boxing things until they end up in a flare and then end up with a massive setback. Like, so I, I, it was one, one of those micro setbacks I had a couple of weeks ago, but I was throwing a Frisbee around with some friends outside and my leg was already pretty sore at the time, but I just wanted to throw it around anyways. I was like, screw this. Um, uh, and and we, 
I was tossing it around for a while and near the, uh, near the end, like after we'd been doing it for about, you know, 45 minutes or an hour, I was like, huh, I'm noticing black spots, like in my vision, when I'm looking at for the Frisbee here, I'm like, it's getting a lot harder to catch it. And I was like commenting to my friends about that. And they're like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound good at all. Like, and I'm like, no, 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 like it's, it's okay. It just makes it a little bit more challenging. And yeah. And then, you know, three days in bed after that. Yeah. So that, that was, that was stupid. But I should have been able to, like, I don't know why after this long, I'm still not able to pay attention to the signs or I just want to pretend that I just, I think something inside of me just wants to pretend that they're not there. I just want to be able to do quote unquote normal human things without having to pay the price of being chronically ill. I have my planned setbacks. Like there are things I will plan doing knowing full well, (laughs) this is a bad idea on every level. And I know it. And I plan for that. Like, you know, when I used to travel, it was like, okay, going to travel for one week and it's going to be really brutal. (laughs) And we're going to have a few months of this is going to be bad. And I, I understand that I planned and doing things for it, but it's the, the setbacks is just sort of like, jump up that I'm not expecting that are are probably the hardest to deal with yeah yeah Especially you when I'm on a protocol and I'm going towards a goal <laughs> I do not like having my goals interrupted that's got to be so tough how long how long into the protocol were you two months in and it's yeah. already such a a test on my patience like I <laughs> It's like I'm already two months in. I've been like it's an everyday thing. So I devote probably two to three hours a day to my illness. That's that's a conservative estimate between being on lovely painkiller vibe thing here. Um, it's an electric thing that basically interrupts my pain sensors, which is lovely. Um, it's supposed to attract white blood. There's a whole bunch of like very like kumbaya stuff in their description of this thing and why they charge me $4,000 for it. Um, but like I devote a lot of time to this and it's the protocol added a lot of time and I don't like doing one exercise over and over and over again. I get very bored. (laughs) So it was like, I put all this in, I've done the right thing. I did the right thing. And it bit me in the tail. And good today. I wasn't doing the right thing because I wasn't focused on form as much as doing the thing and getting to the number I was supposed to get to. So this was my fault, but it's still like, ugh. You shouldn't be too hard on yourself. I know it's it's a natural response to be hard on yourself, but it's again, I think it is a really high bar that you're 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 setting for your for yourself. And I know. <laughs> Chronic illness makes you feel like you have to be perfect all the time because if you're not perfect, one minute, yeah, I'm trying to, what was I going to say? It's like you can do everything perfect for so long and then a moment of attention lapse and you just have, you know, it's like weeks worth of progress is lost. It's, yeah, it's. And then what's the new normal? It's like, is this a flare? Or yeah. are we now at a new normal where this is what's going to be the baseline that we're working from again? Yeah. Yeah, that one always scares me. Big time, big time. Um, the the thing that I see, I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm in a 
bit of a privileged position when it comes to health because because overall, you live in a place where you can go to a doctor without going bankrupt. Oh yeah, I mean, I can get into privilege as so many different layers. <laughs> Sorry, to it was it. just a moment. No, no, I just, no, no, no. That I just is saw so. My son's like medical bill, and I was like. Okay. That's what we're going to charge a 20 year old who just dealt with COVID. Um, anyway, sorry. Yes. I mean, the fact that I never, I've never gotten a medical bill from going to a hospital ever in my entire life. That, that in itself, I think speaks volumes to, to my privilege. And okay, so sorry, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm not intentionally rubbing it in, but now that <laughs> no, I know, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so you were saying yeah. privilege. Um, like so that. yeah, I'm privileged from a health perspective in that before all of these three separate setbacks, my health has been trending in a positive direction and it's not implausible for me to look into the future and see that at some point my health might not control every aspect of my life. I might be able to live nearly or a fully independent life um, at some point in the future, which I'm, you know, really grateful for and, and excited for, but um, the, the thing that has just been tough for me is that right now I'm, I'm working on a couple projects, which I will be announcing at some point, but now I'm, now I'm at the point where there's deadlines and I'm not used to facing deadlines for anything. Um, like having a day where something needs to get done by and chronic illness doesn't work so great when it comes to deadlines. So for me, that has just added a layer of stress of like, you know, I've got these really exciting opportunities coming up related to work. And just when everything seems to be going good, good, my, my health just comes in and gives me a kick in the butt and is like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm still here. You are me. Yeah. You're still so Like, how do you deal with the concept of hope? Like that's, that's my big like crunch on like the wellness industry. That's where like you, like aside from like not having Medicare for all, like my other C red is the wellness industry. And it's part of like this, like system I'm on. It's this like selling me hope just, it's hard. Like I have a really hard time like buying into, this is my third time through the small downing method. I failed twice at it already. And it's like this big, like, idea that maybe you could live a quote unquote normal and what other people define as a productive life. Like, how do you deal with that? Like bright, shiny idea. Um, one second, let me think (laughs) to answer this. I'm having a brain fog moment. I'm going to take a sip of water. I was just lying in the sun for an hour here. Um, with hope. Um, well, on some level, hmm, I feel like I'm not going to answer your question and I'm going to go on some side tangent here. You mean like I do to of... everyone all the time? <laughs> I feel like you're just like helping karma out. <laughs> but your tangents are so poetic. Man. You're just, <laughs> mine just run into a dead end. <laughs> um, with hope, I mean... Um, yeah, I need to I need to think about this one for a sec. No worries. It's like Yeah. That's that's been like the hard thing, I think, for me with I think why I'm like wanting to have this talk and why I'm like obsessing on this is I think this is one of the first times in a long time I let my cynical side, which is strong, 
um, slide off to the side and start hoping again, like the small downy method. It's not based in some sort of like, woo woo, here's some like sound bath crystals and cheers. If this works for you, muscle top plus would be whatever. Um, I have no issues with other people using these things. I do have issues with the amount of money that's charged for those things. <laughs> and I don't like having hope handed. This is based in sound scientific principles. And so I was willing to like, let myself actually have a beat, a moment to kind of hope and think, all right, well, maybe I won't be the person who gets to like do away with all the painkillers. I don't like being on them. It would be wonderful if I didn't need them. What if I didn't need the wheelchair so often? What if I could like maybe even just use the wheelchair to work again? Like maybe I, I used to do my photography for my wheelchair at the end. Maybe I could do that once or twice a month. Maybe I could go back to teaching and teach from a wheelchair. I love teaching. Um, I did it for eight years. I love being around kids. Um, that'd be great. It was just this moment, like imagining this magical little future where, you know, I got to fulfill my little like Maslow's hierarchy of needs of purpose. Like, <laughs> and then I failed again, you know, that's, you know, where I, this, that's just the technical term for it. Like I, I now have to start back over again. And do I, like, do I just like redecide what my goal is for this and just decide that my goal is that I just want to get stronger and stop putting these demands on this? Like, I like the only way I know how to describe it is I'm reading this book by Elizabeth Gilbert called, um, Oh God. <laughs> It's really good. Um, it's her whole book about writing and how to write. And she talks about like, creativity is like this force and it's the stance. You cannot demand it to give you a living. You know, what you're passionate about, you have to just decide that you're just passionate about it and that you're not going to demand these things from it, except to ask that it make your life more interesting. And I'm not saying that the Muldowney method is like my passion or an interest. I'm just saying maybe I need to stop asking it to change my life. Maybe I need to just ask it to reduce my pain level by like, you, do you understand? Like, does that make sense or my just no, else? No, it, it does make, it does make sense. Um, oh God, brain fog is coming and just kicking my butt right now. I have <laughs> things on the you. tip of my tongue. Um, I mean, I think as a whole, I don't think hope is a bad thing. In fact, I think in some ways, Hope is something that we all need in many, in, in many ways. Um, I think I, 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 I'm trying to just think from my, my personal experience, cause that's what I can, you know, probably draw from the most clearly in my current mind state, but um, the, the problems I think arise for me when I cling to hope too much or cling to expectations way too much and it's like you know i've i've seen my health improving to some level and i'm already clinging to this new world th this new um you know future where i don't have to deal with as much chronic pain where my function is much much higher and i'm already imagining that so much in my head that now it become, if it doesn't become an absolute reality, I'm going to be so disappointed about it. And I know that that isn't, it's natural, but I know it's probably not the healthiest way to approach um, 
like physical rehabilitation. Um, I am struggling to see where I was going with that statement. I don't know. Is that at all applicable to the question you ask? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying about hope and I get that it's a good thing for a lot of people. Uh, I, I don't have a really good history with hope. Uh, we were very uh, not good allies um, ever. Um, I tend to get uh, slapped down by it a lot. So I don't have as much of a, I, I don't have as much of a positive vibe with the word. And I totally respect when other people do. That's, that's awesome. I, the only time I have an issue is if it's selling something. Yeah. That's where I get really crunchy on, on that. Um the, the number of practitioners I've come across in my life who has said, oh, by the way, I am the one person you've been searching for all these years. Like I am going to finally be able to solve all your problems. Or if you take this one supplement, your life will be solved. Yeah. Those magic cure-alls are just, I mean, they, you know, you, you, I was hopeful the first couple of times that, hey, maybe this person's right. And then quickly, you know, I've realized that no. <laughs> Trying to make it I feel like the only people I've ever had who were like that were like very on the fringes of medical. Like <laughs> they were not actual, like it was very like, oh, I have this herb or I have this like potion. Um regular doctors for me just go, yeah, fuck all. <laughs> not a lot that we can try. Like this has been the first time I've had anyone have any interest in making me better as my physical therapist right now. Um, and, uh, his boss and they're not promising anything. They're just like, we're interested in this. This is a very interesting thing. And we're going to try this. And then, you know, this person who's a physical therapist who wrote this book, which he charges $80 for, we'll leave that on the table there. Um, but it's literally the only protocol for other sandals like there's no other protocol out there so it's just it's really weird and I'm, I'm having a hard time with this i i haven't done hope in a long time for for getting any sense of better like you know the even the painkillers that get prescribed to me we're at a standstill at this point it doesn't cover my pain it's not yeah. even close and i don't want to go up to the next level i have no interest in going to the next kind of opioid because that's incredibly fatal. <laughs> like it will absolutely solve my problems. It will solve all of my problems. I will have no more problems if I go up. Um so it's like this weird impasse of like, yeah, I get that this is my pain level now forever. Like I'm just going to be at a daily eight. That's just kind of where that is. And it's like, okay, so that's what's going to be like. I don't have hope for better than that. So it's just, I have a really hard time with like, maybe if I do this protocol and it kind of falls into this idea of like, I don't want to say religion, but like, you know, when people get really zealot about things like, you know, bullet coffee or like these unattainable yeah. diets, like to me, Kato is just like, if, again, if you do it and you love it, shares, whatever, but I have no interest in a life without sourdough bread. And like, <laughs> it's just like, if you, you have to like live at this very perfect level all the time, Otherwise it doesn't work at all. <laughs> like, and it's like, and it's your fault if you're human and fail at this. <laughs> like, so it's just uh, like the Muldowney method to me feels a little bit like that. Like there's this level of perfect and I'm very good at trying to slip into trying to be perfect, 
And so, yeah, to fail again at it was like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Um, and not being perfect at this means that I can get re-injured. Mm. That's tough when when the rehab itself can cause an injury and a big setback like that. And if you don't do it, you're going to also get worse. It's not like if you don't do it, you just stay where you're at. If you yeah. work out, then the pot stuff gets worse because your heart like is a muscle and it needs to keep going. And if <laughs> if it stops with like the whole like exercise thing, it gets really bad. Um, with Ehlers Danlos, your muscles are the only thing that holds your bones in place. So if you lose muscle, it's really bad. <laughs> but if you work out, it can be really bad. <laughs> What what do you think is going to be your next step now? You were talking a bit about perhaps giving it some time before trying to return to it at a slower pace. Do, do, do yeah, have- no, I'm, I'm going back to it today. Uh, one minute. Um, if I can get this leg reset, because uh, right now it's twisted. And one of the main things is doing bridges. So that's like where you lay on your back and like, you just like lift your pelvis up and hold and that's not something I can do right now with like the leg being a modern art sculpture. So if I can reset it, then tonight I'll, I'll go back to like the one minute I did one minute yesterday. It was so painful as I had like dislocated on his, on the, the, um, what's it called? The bed thing when they're like adjusting you for physical therapy, like <laughs> he already relocated it. And then he was like, okay, now let's try to do these exercises and I'll see what's going on. And while I was doing the exercises, I dislocated again. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Mm, yeah. I mean, there's also that normally when people dislocate, you get like an IV of Demerol and they relocate you and then you go home and rest for a while. And I dislocate. I'm supposed to still do my exercises <laughs> that minute and go grocery shopping. Like, right. As I, that's the only time I can go grocery shopping. It's like, I go to physical therapy, I get relocated, I go through all the stuff. And then we go grocery shopping right afterwards. Like it's that's, all strange. That's a, that's a big difference. I think between us as well is that you have this task of mom, which you can't turn off. You can't be like, Oh no, I'm going to be the person that requires caregiving for a full week. It's just, I mean, I, I can, I, my kids are older, even when they were younger, they're incredibly empathetic, helpful humans. Um, and I'm getting, my big thing is I don't do boundaries. Well, I really suck at boundaries. Um, and telling, especially one of my children, I I can't do this right now. Like I can't. And I did today. My littlest wanted to like, hang out and like, tell me all these things and wanted like decisions made for things. I was like, I am literally five seconds from crying right now. I cannot process whether we get your shoes or not. Like, Uh, sorry, (laughs) I asked you to do these chores before we even talked about your wardrobes. So do those. <laughs> like, get those things done, then we'll talk. Um, but you know, like instantly after we talked about that, I was like, oh yeah, no worries, mom. Like, absolutely. But I'm so bad at like I can't do this for you right now. Like, I don't do that well. I will throw myself at a wall to not disappoint anyone. So yeah, like, you know, between the dogs, the chickens, the cats, the kids, the husband, the parents, the sisters, the friends, like, yeah, it's it's definitely not anything I can turn you know, it's an adjustment. So like when I'm doing really badly, my littlest and I have darling slug days where we watch Jane Austen movies and draw together. Yeah. 
That's like what are what what are you doing now for for this setback? Um, like, do you have any shows that you're going to be watching? Things you know me so well. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, you you were we were just talking yesterday, and because um, I was having a was it yesterday? I have no concept of time it was right yesterday, now. Yesterday, but I honestly cannot tell you for sure. <laughs> but you were just like Jason. You should just be an audience right now. Like, watch the people on Netflix. <laughs> watch them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I started watching, um, I, my sister got me onto the Peacock app. It's, I guess, NBC's new streaming thing. So I watched uh, Girls 5 Eva, which was cheesy and lovely. Um, and then I watched Redford Falls, which I think is um, the guy who did Parks and Rec. I think that's his new show. That was, that was really good. The problem is I can like watch an entire show in one sitting. So it's like, um, I'm reading uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. So that's been tremendously helpful in frustration. Um, it's amazing how much the writing process works for chronic illness mm. and disability, like learning how to decide what's important, learning how to prioritize certain things. Like she's seriously my therapist and no one's informed her of this. And um, yeah, that's been really good. And then I, I started a shop for my woodworking stuff. So um, I'm trying to just like do cycles with what my body can do. So since my body just flipped me off, I am um, just designing, I'm doing the designs for the, the summer lines. So all the wedding stuff and the, the cute nursery stuff that I like for nurseries because I hate cheesy cutesy stuff and I like more dark and gothy stuff for nurseries so I'm kind of designing stuff like that like little witchy nursery decor stuff and so I'm just designing basically from bed today that's I mean uh words one sec yeah no I, that's why I'm not writing today like I I could yeah. I, I am writing a novel and it's my novel's been on the shelf for like three weeks because I can't hold the plot together in my head well I mean it's great that you have all these it's like you've got all these different creative outlets where you can do them, do separate ones when you're, you know, when you're in yes, a flare. How many of them uh, get finished? <laughs> <laughs> you, I've, I've seen your drawings. You do some really awesome drawings. Those, those get finished. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, if the goal is to entertain and distract myself, yeah, having tons of stuff to do is fantastic. If I actually want to get them to the place I want them to be and think they could be, then no, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That gets really hard. Yeah. That, that is a good, um, uh, I'm, I think I'm starting to crash here. No worries. We can, we could stop. Do, do we, yeah. Do, I guess, um, from this conversation, do you have any closing thoughts that you wanted to share? <laughs> uh, this is more of just a whining session. Um, <laughs> I enjoy a good wine. And you poured, we, we, I feel so we, bad about yesterday. <laughs> like, you wanted to talk and I just totally whined at you for a while. No, um, it, it was actually exactly what I needed. I think <laughs> some, sometimes I find that when I'm in a really distraught situation, someone just coming in and talking about just talking and talking about their life and whatever's going on in it, it makes me completely forget about my own it. It, it, it makes me forget about my own life and all, about all my own problems. And so that was actually exactly what I needed yesterday. I thought my self-absorption could be helpful for you. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> um, 
I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have anything except maybe the tagline for the the podcast of being gentle, being kind, and being a badass, just completely towards yourself, like. I, that's what I'm just really trying to learn through this, I think, is just being kind to myself, being much more gentle with myself. So my first reaction is to call it a failure and to absolutely put that onto myself as I failed at this. I, th- um, I think you've said about failure about 20 times. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. You noticed that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, trying to be the badass to start it back up again, because, you know, this this does look like, you know, even if I never get to 20, the level 20 on the Muldowney, even if I don't get out of my wheelchair or if, even if I don't like even if I don't even decrease pain, if I the only thing that happens is, is my core gets strong enough um, that will at least stabilize me better you know just maybe learning to ask different things of stuff maybe not asking for full-on miracles from things that are not promising full-on miracles could probably be a pretty good start in all of that yeah setting realistic goals can always be helpful or lowering the ball lowering the bar if the bar is put too high initially um yeah you really encapsulated that whole like be kind be gentle be a badass um thing i think um uh i'm going to try and speak here and hopefully my brain will allow it um i mean i think so much of chronic illnesses you get knocked down a thousand times and you just have to keep getting up as hard as it is every single time it always takes you know a herculean effort to just keep doing that keep keep pushing that, um, keep pushing yourself to, to do what you can do to, even if it's as little as getting out of bed and going to have a shower and, you know, um, doing the bare basics of, of looking after yourself, that doing that means um, if you do something, you're not a failure. I mean, even if you do nothing, you're not a failure, but I don't I think any of us are. Cats. Or like, I wish I could turn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can actually show you. Do you see this beautiful little lump of a wolf over there? <laughs> I That's do. That's a wolf. Uh, <laughs> trying to learn from my my lovely little fluffy fluffy ones that like just existing is pretty hard, <laughs> especially if you're a cat and you're laying in the sun. It's a really difficult existence. <laughs> and you know, I don't hate my cat because my cat isn't like supporting me financially. My cat is. <laughs> not like writing the great American novel. My cat is not doing anything other than occasionally deciding that I'm worthwhile to lay upon. And still, I feel like my cat has a worthwhile existence. I love my cats, but you know, like I'm trying to learn that like my production is not necessarily my value in this world. And that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a big change in mindset. Your, your cats aren't a failure neither. (laughs) There we go. I don't know. They are not catching the rats and the mice the way they should. So we'll, we'll hold off on like whether they're failing or not. <laughs> yeah. I should let you go and get some rest since I keep kidnapping you and I don't want to be a part of your setbacks. It's a, it's a, it's a welcome kidnapping. I don't know if there's a word for voluntary kidnapping or it's just hanging out. I think, I think that's the word. Maybe. <laughs> but I usually take you right to the point where you're like, I'm dying. Please let me go. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. It's good for me. 
All right. Well, I will let you get some rest. And um, thank you for, for the um, sudden hanging out that you're willing to do on air. Oh, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, if it's okay with you, um, can I kidnap you sometime soon for my project? Yes. We'll talk about that right after I stop recording. So I will yep. stop recording oh, right yeah. now. Thank you, everyone. Uh, this is going to be on the Invisible Not Broken podcast. That's exciting because we have not published on that one in a while. So please listen to any of our podcasts. We are a network. So Jason has Discomfort Zone. I have Explicitly Sick. Eva has Human Care. And Dr. Lee has Sex and Chronic Illness. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sorry, Dr. Lee. Love you. Can't wait to see the puppies. Um, so please listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, be kind, be gentle, be a badass in whatever way it makes sense to you. And be kinder to yourselves than I'm being to myself right now. All right.